Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Live music, great food, and daily fun for the whole family. Online at UptownAlleyRichmond.com. The fierce competition of the Atlantic 10 heats up when your spiders battle the George Washington Colonials. Saturday, February 1st at 6 p.m. Don't miss the Virginia 529 Diaper Derby Halftime Race. And it's a Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club game. Visit RichmondSpiders.com. Welcome to the following presentation from Learfield IMG College. And thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Voice. Gilliard takes the inbounds from Sherrod after the personal foul. Gilliard drives into the lane, kicks it off right corner. Sherrod, a deep three. Nothing but the bottom of the net for Nick Sherrod. Flips it home. He's got 10 already in double figures. And the Spiders extend the lead to nine. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is Spider Talk on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. And the Spiders Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Spider Talk in Richmond's West End, Glen Eagles Shopping Center. We thank you for joining us on a Monday night. We took a one-week break last week while the Spiders were traveling and on the road down to Davidson for their Atlantic 10 game on Tuesday night and then the game Saturday against George Mason. So we got a lot to talk about, and we're back each and every Monday night now between now and the remainder of the college basketball season. So welcome to the program. Welcome to Glory Days Grill. We have a packed house in here today. Those of you who had the day off, we hope you enjoyed it. We appreciate you finishing it up with us here this evening at Glory Day. Spider head coach Chris Mooney, as always, is with us tonight. Our special player guest this evening is Spider Redshirt Jr. Grant Golden, coming off of the 25-point performance in the game against George Mason on Saturday. Grant's actually going to join us for the first couple of segments of the show tonight and then the second half hour, our new women's basketball coach, Aaron Roussel, is in the house. And Coach Roussel will join us. Robert Fish, who calls our women's games on Spider TV, will join us up here at the head table. We'll talk a little Spider women's basketball with Coach Roussel. We'll have both coaches up here for a little bit. And then Coach Mooney and I will finish it out here this evening. If you're in the house, remember you can listen not only on our big speaker up here, but on Channel 3 on those tabletop speakers. You should be able to get our audio on Channel three there as well so thank you for joining us let's get into the program tonight as we get back on our monday night spider talk chris congratulations on two wins this week the victories on the road at davidson and at george mason uh just just how satisfying is that uh, back-to-back road games to get two wins obviously you don't have blake francis for those games you guys didn't blink a bit over that and were able to pull out two really solid road wins yeah for sure i was really um i thought we played really well in both games you know obviously when you're on the road 
<clears throat> your concentration has to be that much better, uh, and you have to be able to withstand, uh, you know, runs by the other team or things that don't go your way much better. And I thought we did a really good job of that. And, um, you know, we saw uh, two good teams, two teams really fighting to defend their home court, and were able to play well enough and execute well enough and do all those things to, to win the game. So we feel really good about it. And, um, really pleased with with just how hard we played and the things that we did to to handle to handle both games grant let's start in reverse order here let's start with the george mason game because you had the big big point production in that game with 25 10 of 13 shooting from the field i think there was a feeling and obviously you guys go through scouting report and all of that but even like greg and i were talking pregame that it just by looking at the matchups you had an opportunity, uh, whether it was you or, or Sal or Matt, to do some damage down low. What did you guys see about the George Mason game that allowed you to be as successful as you were? Um, you know, I've known A.J. Wilson for a long time, since high school and stuff. He's from the area. Um, so going into the game, I knew that he was super athletic, really great shot blocker. I think he averages like over three blocks a game or something like that. Um, so I know we emphasize just, you know, getting it down there and taking your time because regardless of the athletic ability of their bigs, uh, we did have a sides advantage. So that was something that we wanted to uh, try and take advantage of, and luckily we were able to. And yet the game did not start great. They came out, uh, as Coach said, trying to defend their home court. They were coming off a loss to a rival in George Washington on Wednesday. What was the thought process in the early stages of the game Saturday afternoon? Uh, just turning it up on the defensive end. Um, you know, they came out and made eight out of their first nine shots. Uh, not acceptable for us. And we were able to turn it up on the defensive end, turned a couple uh, turnovers into baskets and really got us going on offense. And uh, luckily on the offensive end, we didn't look back from there. So I think just turning it up there early in the first half really helped us turn it around. How different is what you saw from George Mason? It seems like they kind of have the, I think as Coach said on the post game, they have the freedom in their offense to play a lot of one-on-one basketball. No doubt, no doubt. Totally different from what we saw in Davidson. Um, you know, they run through their stuff very methodical. Um, George Mason, lots of one-on-one guys trying to break people down and stuff like that. So two totally different teams. Um, I think the coaching staff did a great job on both of the scouts, and uh, luckily we were able to come out with two wins. Chris, were there adjustments after George Mason comes out and goes eight for nine from the floor, or was it just a matter of intensified focus and better defensive play? Yeah, probably just just those two things. We, we didn't really necessarily make adjustments. In fact, I thought Nate was on his way to a really good game and got into some foul trouble. Uh, and I think that uh, when when Woj went in, he really helped us help helped our defense. I thought he played a very good game. Um, but I, I really just think more of uh, just raising our awareness. And and you know, in in the preparation for the game, we had talked about a lot of the drive showing up and how to how to help your teammate and not get beat yourself and those kinds of things. But it's different when the guys are playing and they they have some talented guys and. Like I said, that some of the you know there's always a plus and minus, and some of the advantages of playing so freely is if you if you miss a shot, you're you're not looking over at the bench and you're not worried about what your next play your next move is on offense because the ball is going to come back to you and you have the freedom to take the next shot, and those are all really positive. And I think they felt really confident and comfortable early, and you don't you really want to avoid that as best you can. Um, but after that, I thought for the next after the first probably seven eight minutes, I thought for the next ten minutes we played great on both sides of the ball as grant said andre had a steal on a layup jacob had a steal on a layup uh we had another turnover where jacob found nick on a really pretty pass mm-hmm. down the down the lane so i thought we once we once we did get going it was really like a a, a big time turnaround i think we went from down 10 to maybe up 10 or 11 uh in that segment so that was that was great to see and um you know we're we're 
I think our guys and our coaches are very confident in our defense. And so when we're playing poorly, we're not thinking about just adjustments as much as we're thinking about focusing on the things we can do better. Yeah, along those lines, Grant, was there any conversation about that amongst you guys at timeouts and that sort of thing that, hey, let's not get caught up in what they're doing out there. Let's make sure that we do what we do best. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, after the first or the first media we were talking, um, like Coach Mooney had told us before the game, we had to really be in the gaps, um, be in the help side, stuff like that. Um, but I think the main thing was just that intensity. I think we came out a little lackadaisical on the defensive end to start and uh, just turning up the intensity and just everybody just being in it, and uh, I think that really helped us out. Is there a different mindset on the road? for you guys that as coach said you know some things are going to be different you know obviously the crowd is not in your favor the gym is di- all of that uh what's kind of the mindset of you guys particularly an experienced team uh you've been through this before yeah for sure um you try not to change up too much but i think the biggest thing going on the road is just getting off to a good start um you know you already have so many things going against you like you said the crowd everything like that so just getting off to a good start and getting in the rhythm i think is really important when you go on the road all right, how about the Davidson game and, and what you guys had to do there because it was so different than the, than the George Mason game? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, like I said, they're very methodical with everything mm-hmm. they do. Um, so I think we uh, had to focus a little bit more on that scout in terms of what they run on offense and stuff like that. Um, but I think we did a pretty good job on their personnel. Uh, I think a lot of their guys went to their ten- tendencies a little bit, and uh, we were able to do a good job at covering that. And uh, we went on a little run there. Uh, about midway in the second half put us up like 17 or something like that Um, we were really moving the ball well on offense those couple possessions five six minutes or whatever it was and I think that sort of just helped us push us over the hump towards the end of the game they have two premier players obviously in Grady and Goodmanson what was kind of the approach there and I know those weren't necessarily guys that you personally would have been guarding but just try and you know obviously focus on those two guys who get so much attention yeah, I think it's just, uh, you know, emphasizing the point that they're always going to be trying. Um, like you said, those are their two guys, so they're going to be looking to make plays and score and stuff like that. So we got to have all five guys on our team knowing where they're at at all times, making sure we're in, helping the guy guarding them and stuff like that. And I thought we did a great job of that. All right, you missed a couple games with injury. Nate missed a game with injury. Now you've got Blake out who's going to miss more than either of you two guys did. How did you guys handle that as a team when it first happened? First kind of had knowledge of that, both as a team to say, hey, you know, we got plenty of depth. We're going to keep on going. But also I think, as you may have said, Chris, to make sure Blake is getting the attention that he needs to make sure he's going to be ready to go when he does get back. For sure, for sure. You know, obviously we were devastated having your leading scorer go down and stuff like that. That's a huge loss. Um, but I think just like when I went out and just like when the game that Nate missed, we have so many talented guys on this team that we're able to make up for that production no matter who it is. I feel like if we move the ball and we share it on offense. Um, so, you know, I think we did a good job of just next guy up, honestly. And one of the things, Chris, we talked about was obviously he scores 17, 18 points a game, but you have talked so much about what he brings to the table defensively. How significant was it the job that Andre Gustafson has done as a starter in these two games, particularly on the defensive end of the floor? Well, well both those guys are, are really real excellent defenders, and uh, they do it in a little bit different way. You know, Blake, uh, you know, being a little smaller, gets into guys, is really intense, super competitive. Andre is just, you know, um, he's just always like a blanket. He's just always there, and uh, he moves so well and so easily. He's really difficult to screen. Uh, He's always contesting shots, uh, you know, right at the point of release. And, you know, he's just – he's fun to watch play defense. Uh, So he's done great. I mean, Andre is just so valuable to to our team 
you know, he's <clears throat> like I said, he he's, he draws a tough assignment on the perimeter uh, defensively. He's a great cutter, great understanding of the game. Uh, he can score without taking a lot of shots. He's just really uh, an exceptionally valuable guy to have. All right, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here while we're talking on the Blake Francis topic and a question I probably would have asked, but this is off of the text line, so let's grab it right now. Uh, how realistic is the four- to six-week timetable for Blake's return? What are you thinking? So, you know, we, I've talked a couple of times to Adam, and um, we're, we're going to know a little bit. He's going to be very reevaluated at the end of this week, which will be two weeks from his injury. Um, I think four to six weeks is a pretty common, uh, yes, you know, is. time frame that's given. Uh, you know, and I know obviously Blake wants to play, and he's, you know, he's really a very competitive person. So I think that as as we see on on Friday or Saturday when he's tested, uh, how much healing is done, but then also the pain tolerance of of the particular spot where his injury is, and um, you know, I, I, so I, I really don't know. I, I don't. Uh, you know, obviously we'd all love to have him back as soon as possible. At the same time, we want to make sure that he's healthy and strong and uh, can move forward and play well. So uh, I really don't know, and I think we'll know a little bit more at the end of this week. And, uh, Grant, this is something I think we talked with Jacob about, Casey Gilliard as well, was just the confidence that you had in Andre Gustafson because of all the minutes that he had played last year as a freshman and all the games he had started last year as a freshman. Yeah, you know, that's something that I talk about a lot, specifically with Andre and Woj, just the fact that they sort of got thrown into the fire last year um, just to get all that experience and now for them to have less responsibility with Blake coming in and them coming off the bench and stuff like that. um, They're just ready for a lot more stuff than they were as freshmen so um they've done a great job especially andre um on the defensive end and uh hopefully they can both keep it up for us so how do you guys feel where you are right now i mean the record is obviously very good the conference record is very good at this point um is this kind of where you guys expect it to be right now knowing what you had coming into this season and how hard you you worked in the off season to get to this point yeah for sure um i think we we all expected that we could get to this point um but we knew it was going to be tough and that we were going to have to play, you know, at a high level. Um, and I think we've done a good job so far. But uh, I think the biggest thing for us right now is just taking it one game at a time. Um, you know, the only thing that matters now is Wednesday against LaSalle. So. All right, well, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we will preview LaSalle and talk some more, maybe a little off-the-court stuff with Grant as well. He'll be with us for the next segment until we get to the top of the hour. Then we'll talk some women's basketball with Aaron Roussel, our women's basketball coaches here with us tonight as well. Spider Talk live from Glory Days Grill. You're listening to 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Buy your next SUV from Luck. Did you know that there are six different SUVs to choose from at Luck Chevrolet? From the economical tracks to the people-hauling Suburban, Luck has an SUV to fit your needs, including the return of the all-new Blazer with six different trim levels for true personalization. See all the models online at LuxChevrolet.com. Call 798-9261 for details. Then go to Luck Chevrolet for a test drive. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. That 
That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. This human resources professional is a rock star, thanks to Kronos. And this is her hype song. I'm the spark before the fire. I'm the power in the train. I have HR, payroll, talent, and time. I'm the dream, and you should know that. Now we're engaging all the best people. HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Hey, Spider fans, the fierce competition of the A-10 heats up when your spiders battle the George Washington Colonials. Saturday, February 1st, tip-off is at 6 p.m. Don't miss the fun at our annual Virginia 529 Diaper Derby Halftime Race. It's a Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club game, and you can join today for just $5. It's Grandparents' Day, and members can bring a grandparent for free. For tickets, call 1-877-SPIDER-1 or visit richmondspiders.com. Whether you shout for the Spiders or root for the Rams, we're talking local college basketball all season long on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Here's Wojcik on the right side going inside to Golden who's pushed out all the way into the corner. Grant drives to the basket, reverse layup good as he beat Adoro to the rim. Yeah, I'd feed him every yeah. time right now. That's a mismatch right now just because of the experience. Glory Days, Grant Golden is our special player guest tonight along with Coach Mooney. Bob Black with you coming up at the top of the hour. Richmond women's coach Aaron Roussel and uh, Robert Fish will join us at the head table as well. All right, let's talk about this week coming up. Grant, I'm going to ask the obligatory media question right off the bat and you will probably give the obligatory player answer right off of the bat you got LaSalle on Wednesday night and then Dayton on Saturday night we all know the success that Dayton is having to this point this season up to number seven now in the rankings that's great for them and great for the great for the conference um would you be a little bit more I'm trying to phrase this in a way to get a little fresh (laughs) of an answer here would you be a little bit more concerned about that scheduling if this were a younger team if you guys or dominated by maybe freshmen and sophomores who haven't played a lot of college basketball as you are as juniors and understand the importance of Wednesday before you can get to Saturday. Yeah, I mean, for sure, I think uh, that's uh, the thing that everybody worries about when you have a younger team like that. Um, Those are sort of the things that you think about. You just get caught up in the moment when you're a freshman and sophomore and, you know, you look ahead to the big team against whatever it is, top ten in the country, whatever they are now. but, you know, like you said, we're, we're older now. Uh, we've been through some things. So Wednesday is all that matters first, and we got to take care of business there, defend the home floor, and Saturday will come eventually. How much does the head coach feel he has to address that with this particular team, Chris? Uh, n- not really about about that part of it. Uh, just more, you know, staying focused. You know, a lot of time I can remember, I've, I've told this story before, but we uh, one of maybe our second year, we beat LaSalle. It just happened to be LaSalle in one of the first games of the year in triple overtime. 
uh, Gaston Maliva. Ryan Butler had a great overtime segment. And um, triple overtime, I think up they there, had. Right? Up at, there, at yeah. LaSalle, yeah. I think yeah. they had two. Uh, I think they had a shot at the end of regulation and the second overtime to win. We won the game by one in triple overtime. And LaSalle came back two weeks later. And there was a feeling on our team that we would, you know, obviously win the game. We won in triple overtime. They could have won the game 45 different ways. And so um, just more understanding how good everybody is and uh, that once you start to play, it doesn't matter um, home, away, streaks, uh, record, everything doesn't matter. And, you know, there's just too much, especially in our conference, there's too much commitment by everybody. There's too much tradition, history, pride, uh, talent. Um, so, I, more just making sure we're aware of that and don't forget that, even if we've had recent success. And there have been plenty of upsets this season already, I think, that you could point yeah. to, certainly, yeah. if you wanted to. Unfortunately, Grant, uh, one of those was your brother's team this weekend uh, in Butler, but I want to go off the court a little bit here and talk about your relationship with Bryce and how much you're following him and how much he's following you. And I know your mom was at our game Saturday, but she was watching the Butler game first because they started at 1 and we didn't start till 2.30. And just how that whole dynamic is playing out for the two of you. Yeah, I mean, it's really awesome, um, especially just – both of our teams having the success the success that we've had so far this year. Um, it's really cool for us, really cool for mom, for sure. Um, and she's enjoying it. He's enjoying it up there. He loves it. Um, I don't know. It's, I think it's hard not to love it when you're top five in the country. But, um, no, it's really great to watch him grow and succeed. And, you know, especially coming off his shoulder injury last year and the year not going the way he wanted to, um, just seeing everything come together for him and his team is really cool to see. How much of it is basketball talk when the two of you are texting or, or whatnot, or is it just kind of brother stuff? Uh, mostly just brother stuff. You know, there's so much basketball going on. We, we've kind of heard enough of it all throughout the day. Um, <laughs> but, no, there's, there's always a little talk. I usually, usually it's the night after the game for a loss um, or the day after. Uh, let it soak in a little bit. Uh, he's sort of the same way with me. I don't really, he doesn't really want to talk to anybody. Um, but the next day it's just, you know, he asked me, you know, what would you see? blah, 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 um, whatever it may be. Um, so lots so of, is lots he of watching time. our games as closely as you're watching his? Uh, for sure, for sure. Um, he watches – we got an ESPN Plus account, so he, he's, he's <laughs> tuned in to most of them. Uh, good stuff. Uh, really, really proud of both of you guys. Obviously, in Butler, I guess, uh, dropped down to like 13 or so in, in the national rankings this week. But okay. still pretty heady stuff uh, for Butler and, and for your brother there. Uh, just in general terms, Chris, to have a team from our conference as highly rated as they are and then to look further down and see at least half of this league in the top – 60 61 in the net ranking this week for whatever that's worth at this point just the significance of that particularly perhaps coming off of last year when a lot of people are like oh the atlantic 10 is down there aren't that many good teams that this year it's come back with this type of type of vengeance yeah well and having been around the a10 for a long time you know this is a really tremendous conference i think that um you know it it is going to be a little bit more cyclical uh than the biggest conferences because of the recruiting cycles that most teams go through However, uh, you know, it's it's just extremely competitive. And, you know, the top of the league is uh, at this point, right, it has been terrific. I mean, they've really, really had – we've had good wins. Uh, we've had, um, you know, really good games. We've had everything. And I think last year when the all-conference came out and there were so many underclassmen in the all-conference and you could see how many really good players were returning. And, um, and I think when the schedules came out, just looking around, you could see everybody was – 
we're scheduling aggressively and trying to schedule as many high major power five conference teams as possible and uh it has played out that way so far so uh great conference great league and like i said it always it always is it's just you know um you know that the, the line is so thin and so you know had i think dayton you know had they lost the other night to st louis and butler beaten maybe they would still be you know the, the, the other way the so other way around right it's a really fine line but there are really a, um, a lot of really good players in this league this season and has made for a really tremendous conference. Hey, Grant, maybe this is a little bit of an underappreciated element to being experienced and having been around and some of these other guys on other teams, but I'm noticing a little bit, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is, camaraderie is the wrong word between opponents because I don't think you want that necessarily, but we talked with, with Gilly about it the other day. He and Kellen Grady were chatting an awful lot on the court the other night at Davidson and Jacob after the game with us was like well he's my guy I've known him now for several years you mentioned the same thing with AJ Wilson is there a little bit of an underappreciated value to conference games now because so many of you have been around and have been battling for several years yeah for sure you know like you said you see these guys for three four years now Um, you get to know them um, you know, you go to stuff like I was able to go to the A10 mm-hmm. Leadership Conference and you're hanging out with those, some of those guys from the other teams. Um, a lot of them you know from AAU and high school and all that. So just going up against each other every year, some twice a year, obviously you guys are going to talk, chat, stuff like that, become close. So it's just cool and it, it adds a really interesting and fun element, um, you know, seeing and being able to compete against guys that you know pretty well. Chris, does it change the way you scout and deliver the scout at all? I've kind of noticed it a little bit in non-conference games against teams that we've never played before or played maybe once or twice. Marcus or Rob will call all the opponents by number. Number 15 will do this. Number 10 will do And then when we get into conference games, it's Goodmanson will do this and Grady will do that yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't necessarily noticed that, but sure. I mean, you know, you just become so familiar with – patterns and players and you know but now you've seen them play you know half of their college games and uh so i think yeah you're so much more familiar with them we have more veteran guys who are familiar with the guys and familiar with the patterns familiar with their uh tendencies so i I, i'm sure that does happen even though i hadn't even thought about that all right got a couple minutes left with grant chris what would be the next step in grant golden's progression i think we're about midway through this season what would you like to see out of grant in the second half of this season well, I mean, I, I you know Grant's a great player, a great leader, a great teammate, uh, you know, a, a great spider. I mean, as great as we've had, and uh, you know, I I, I think that um, you know he alluded a little bit to you know hearing about the game so much, and I think with social media and uh, you know how important it it is uh, for for our team and for all these teams to do well and play well. I just think it's a lot. Uh, for these guys, you know, they, it's harder to get away from than it was before. Um, so for Grant, I, I think to just to just play. I mean, he's um, you know he's everything we could ask for, and uh, you know he, we I think we give him a tremendous amount of responsibility uh, that I think he embraces. So I, I, as far as the next step, I'm not sure. I just uh, hope he would enjoy it uh, and and know just how much everybody on on our staff and in our uh, and our whole team appreciates him and recognize how rare somebody like he is, somebody like him is mm-hmm. to a college basketball team. Hey, let me ask you one more strategic question on Grant and kind of get his comment on this as well. We've touched on it a little bit. You are making a concerted effort every night now to get him out 
just before yeah. that first media timeout. See, that was so good before. Now we're going to get into well, something I, he doesn't I, like. I, I, can't, I can't ask all slow-pitch softball <laughs> questions, right? Uh, and we know Grant will speak truthfully and sure. give us great answers, and our ratings will go up because, <laughs> because of that as well. So what, what kind of went into that in your thinking to do that with Grant, to get him that, that break right before that first media timeout? Apparently, no matter how, how well yeah. or not well he is playing, he's coming out. Well, I just really I uh, that that is more to just for myself, just to make sure that I monitor, um, you know, his time on the floor. He played a, a, an incredible amount of minutes last year, and I think uh, the first media is just for me to get into the into the routine. You know, often he goes in at the beginning of oh, yeah. the after the media lets out, so he's not he's not out for that long. I'm always trying to get him in, get take him out around the media timeout, so it's like an extra couple of minutes there that he that he can sit there but uh i think that we the way you know because we had to last year really taxed him physically um and i think that uh you know that that's that much everything's that much harder for a big guy and i think that's probably one of the top things is that when you play that many minutes um you know not everybody can play 39 minutes a game you know grant and when you play that many minutes it's just that it's very it's very taxing, really, really, ta- and not just for that game, but I mean it's it's uh-huh. you know it's just harder for a big guy, and so uh, that particular one is just to get me, just to get me honestly making sure because I know how good he is, and I'd love him to leave him in there the whole time, but just to get me in the in a in a flow of making sure the rotation is that, and then we get Grant in and out of the game. All right, Grant. So <laughs> you knew this was coming, obviously. How accepting are you of that? And I will preface that by saying Saturday at George Mason, you know, Greg and I were sitting right next to the bench, probably our least favorite place to sit, by the way, because there's this big, tall guy who's always in our way, and we only see about half the game. But when you came out at that first time out, you did come right by us, and both of us could kind of see that look in your eye like, not today, Coach. I can stay in. To- not, not today. But you didn't say anything. It was just kind of the look in your eye what's your thought process on it um yeah if we're being honest um in the game heat of the moment i hate it um (laughs) but you know that's just what it is you know i i would play 40 minutes if i could but that's just not a realistic thing and uh you know coach talked to me about that uh before the beginning of the year just making sure that we really took care of me and we felt like we had an experienced enough team to where i was going to be able to play less minutes so i could be more successful later in games and uh help our team win and that's what has been so far and matt and Sal have done a really great job coming off the bench for us an outstanding job um so, you know it's worked out well for us so far and hopefully it keeps going that well yeah i was going to say that did you talk much with sal and matt about that and make sure they understood i mean it's a pretty obvious what's happening but just to make sure that they know they better be ready pretty close to tip off to get in the game no doubt no doubt uh probably more so sal than matt just because matt got more minutes and Matt's just so good. His basketball IQ is really, really high. And some of the plays and passes that he makes are things that I don't even think I, my, I, I could do. Um, so I don't worry about him as much. But uh, Sal, he, he's a wild bull now sometimes. So, But he, like I said, he's done a good job. He's been really physical with guys that are way bigger than him this year. Um, done a great job, gotten a lot of rebounds for us, um, and ran the offense, moved the ball well. So he's done a really good job. And both of those guys, I'm really proud of them. All right, a couple of last things, then we'll get you out of here. Uh, I did have a fan that, that asked me to ask these two questions, promised to ask, so I'm going to do it. And then I have a text that will actually help us introduce Coach Russell, believe it or not. Uh, who's the next manager of the Boston Red Sox? 
And what color uniform is Tom Brady going to be wearing next year? As the big Boston <laughs> fan that you are. Um, well, Tom Brady's coming back for sure. Uh, I don't have a doubt about that. Um, he does, but you don't. <laughs> and he's going to be the manager of the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. That I would, I would co-sign that. I would co-sign that. Um, manager of the Red Sox. I personally would like to see uh, Veritech do it, um, but whatever, whatever it is, we'll see. We'll see. But my vote is Veritech. All right. As a Red Sox fan, how disappointing is what happened, considering it happened to one of your guys as well? Um, disappointing, yeah. to say the least. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Um, well, we weren't cheating as bad as the Astros. So, uh, we were uh, we were just trying to keep up with everybody else, to be honest. So, yeah, you're not trying to be cheating. <laughs> yeah. I think is the way the, the cliche goes. All right, explain this one to me, Grant. This will be our introduction to Robert Fish and Aaron Roussel, who are coming up here in just a moment. Uh, great game against Mason. Does Coach Roussel know your favorite chocolate chip cookies? are baked by Fordham Rams women's basketball coach Stephanie Gable. And how would he feel about that? Well, I guess he knows now, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, Coach Gately has made a couple batches of cookies here throughout the year that have made their way onto our bus uh, for road games, and they've been passed around, and they seem to be a favor to everybody. So I'm not the only one, Coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we do have a connection at our team that's, you know, spiderific here with Jordan Gately, obviously, is Stephanie Sud, who's on the spider team and teammate with Grant. So enjoy the chocolate chip cookies, Grant. <laughs> no doubt I will. And enjoy dinner here at Glory Day's uh, Grill. We appreciate you coming by. We'll see you at the Robin Center Wednesday night. Definitely. Thank you for having me. All right. Grant Golden, our special player guest, Aaron Roussel, coming up. Women's basketball talk. Robert Fish, our spider TV uh, voice of the women's team, will join us here at the head table as well. Halfway through from Glory Day's Grill, 99.5, 102.7 FM, 9.50 AM, ESPN. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge, or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit vabirthfatherregistry.com. That's vabirthfatherregistry.com. Hey, Spider fans, the fierce competition of the A-10 heats up when your Spiders battle the George Washington Colonials. Saturday, February 1st, tip-off is at 6 p.m. Don't miss the fun at our annual Virginia 529 Diaper Derby Halftime Race. It's a Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club game, and you can join today for just $5. It's Grandparents' Day, and members can bring a grandparent for free. For tickets, call 1-877-SPIDER-1 or visit richmondspiders.com. This is Mike Golick. Hey, it's Trey Wingo. Join me and Mike every weekday morning starting at 6 for Golick and Wingo on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Hi, my name is Trevor Burton. You can listen to my daddy on the radio every day. Heartily working with Greg Burton from 4 to 6 on ESPN Richmond. Let's get back to Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center for more of Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney, live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
Here we go, second half hour of Spider Talk, live from Glory Days Grill. We really uh, appreciate Grant Golden spending the first half hour with us. And now in the second half hour, we're going to shift gears just a little bit. We're going to talk more Spider basketball, but women's basketball, our first opportunity to publicly have our first-year Spider head coach, Aaron Roussel from the Spider women's team. So I want to spend a few minutes here with both Chris and Aaron and Robert Fish, who calls the women's games on Spider TV for us, and then we'll let Robert and Aaron uh, really get into the X's and O's of the Spider team and what's coming up with a unique Thursday morning game at 11 o'clock against LaSalle, ironically, in our education game. Uh, uh, Chris, first of all, let me, uh, in, in a kind of a way of introducing Aaron as well, how much did you know about him and how much is the interaction now between you and Aaron because obviously you guys share those basketball suites in the Robin Center. Yeah, so uh, I had I had known a little bit uh, because John Hart had had come from Bucknell, uh, and I you know I've always uh, you know kind of been a fan of the Patriot League, uh, Ivy League Patriot League mm-hmm. basketball, and had known um, about Aaron. And um, when the opportunity came open, obviously there was a there was a natural connection between John and Aaron. And, uh, but yeah, and, uh, since he's gotten here, we've got along great he has a great staff really uh great family uh spider camper in his family so uh <laughs> we appreciate that um and uh it's been it's been terrific you know uh we, you know for those of you who don't know we share one big suite in the men's side women's side uh and they've been great you know his staff is just uh dynamite and Aaron, I think, is uh, obviously a great and accomplished coach. He'll do great things and really a great ambassador for, for Spider Athletics. And Aaron has his staff with us here tonight. Maybe he'll take a moment to introduce them uh, publicly, not only on the radio, but to the folks who are <laughs> here tonight as well. Aaron, let me flip the question, and then I'll let Robert kind of take things over here. What about the interaction that you and your staff have had with the men's basketball staff? I don't know what the logistics are like at Bucknell and how close those staffs were uh, there, but obviously, as Chris just said, there's a lot of connection here in the Robbins Center. Yeah, there is, and, and obviously us working so closely together. Um, you know, as a new coach coming in, there's a lot of things you don't know, and, and these guys have been fantastic. His staff, um, you know, popping into Chris's office, been very, very welcoming. Whether it's something logistical, whether it's how to handle, um, you know, scheduling thing, whatever it may be, but these these guys have been fantastic. They know this place in and out, and and, and even just some of the nuances, you know. And I think, w- with all due respect to, to your family and coaches, being a head coach can be a lonely. A, a lonely occupation it, it could it's a lonely world people don't realize that and you know i think chris is sometimes we like it that way sometimes sometimes we don't but as far as what i mean by that is just some of the things that you deal with you know it, it's really hard for everybody else to kind of understand what's always on your plate always what you're thinking about and i think chris has been fantastic as, as a resource for me all right, so I'm stealing some of Robert's thunder here, and I'll turn it over to him in just a moment. What would your overall analysis be right now of all of that, of getting to know everything, first time through the league? I know you've obviously eyeballed this league and played some of the teams before. Yeah, and I think this is unique because this is probably one of the best the, the league has been this year. And So I think for us, you know, looking at it, and if I think if you get really caught up in all the wins and losses, all of a sudden it's going to be a really daunting thing. You know, we, we've really asked our players to really focus on the process. We had some fantastic wins early in the season against some really, really tough opponents. You know, kind of hit a little bit of a skid here as, as of late. And, and I think if you just focused on the, the losing aspect of that lately, you, you, may, you may miss how, how improved a lot of our players are and, and how improved our team has been, um, even over these last few weeks. All right, let me finish this up. And then, Robert, I'll let you take 
take over here. Say hello to everybody. I don't want you to just be sitting up here. Good looking face. I'm, I'm more interested in cookie gate. That's what point. I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you're I'm the veteran. Big, bro- I'm a big cookie guy as it is. <laughs> that's why you're the veteran broadcaster. So on, on February are. 16th, I'm expecting we play four to two o'clock. You and me both. I'm all upset this <laughs> hasn't happened already. There's cookies coach. here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Did you know anything about this, Coach Russell? No, that- no. I feel like I actually knew a lot of things about Coach Gately, and uh, she's never offered cookies. Um, none of that stuff. And in fact, I'm not even a big cookie person. But my five-year-old bakes a mean, mean <laughs> M&M and uh, and chocolate chip cookie. So she she's got some uh, she's got some competition. Something tells me on February 16th there will be cookies. Yeah. The word is going to get That's out right. when Richmond and Florida play in women's basketball. The word will get out. All right, the word is spider women's basketball. And Robert's going to chat with Aaron about it. We'll take a quick break. We'll give Chris a segment off here. Let him go enjoy dinner with his family and chat with a lot of our great fans who are here at Glory Days. We'll pack the place uh, tonight. It is 5.99 Burger Night, and it's also Spider talk from glory days grill robert and aaron russell coming back when we return on the spider sports network three used car questions how long will i be stuck in this dealership do they even have the color i want why is this taking so long what day is it even okay so that was four questions questions you never have to ask at carmax because in select markets carmax will deliver the car you want right to your door right in your schedule so you won't have to blow your weekend at a dealership and you'll be on to your last question before you know it Are we done here? Cool. Cool. Because that's the way car shopping, buying, and delivering should be. CarMax. You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student-athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at richmondspiders.com and on Spider's social media. Hey, Spider fans, the fierce competition of the A-10 heats up when your Spiders battle the George Washington Colonials. Saturday, February 1st, tip-off is at 6 p.m. Don't miss the fun at our annual Virginia 529 Diaper Derby Halftime Race. It's a Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club game, and you can join today for just $5. It's Grandparents' Day, and members can bring a grandparent for free. For tickets, call 1-877-SPIDER-1 or visit richmondspiders.com. WXGI Richmond, WTPS, Petersburg, 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to Spider Talk with Richmond basketball coach Chris Mooney. We're live at Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and broadcasting live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Once again, to Glory Days Grill, Robert Fish here along with Aaron Russell. Women's basketball, Spider style here on Spider Talk. Uh, Chris Mooney and Bob Black be back in a few minutes. Chris uh, making his way around here tonight. Uh, we're back here with Coach Russell, and as you alluded to before the break, uh, six and three start. A lot of things going well in that start, a lot of enthusiasm. How much did your players, uh, even going back to the offseason, of course, they had to buy into everything, but from that start, they seem to be really sharp and buying in and really accomplishing everything you wanted them to do. Yeah, and, and, and things were, I don't want to say smooth, but I, I think they had really been rewarded um, for a lot of work that they had really put in. And, and I think, to be honest with you now, I mean, obviously disappointing with the result, but as we said earlier, I still feel like we are improving. You know, I think there were some statistical numbers that were going up there that, that led to those wins, and some of those things have still been apparent over this stretch. We just haven't been rewarded with the wins. And You look at those first nine games, there are so many close games that you hope build some confidence uh, with, with our group, and then, you know, you mentioned we're 6-3, and three and we sit there at, at the free throw line in, in a one-point game uh, with, with a chance to win against Furman. And, you know, sometimes that can that can linger 
a little bit. And looking back, as much as you didn't want to give that any credence or credit, I think it probably, you know, knocked the legs from underneath us a little bit um, as far as kind of that confidence and aura we had. Um, but I think we're, we're getting that back. I, I think we really, really played well on Friday night in a really, really tough environment against, you know, the the league favorite you know and that's that's you look at 16 games and you rank them that's probably going to be one of the toughest ones out there and, and i thought we we played hard enough i do think we played well enough outside of a few mistakes but as you know when you get into those close games a, a couple small mistakes can can swing that one way or the other and unfortunately we came out in the short end of that and that's coming off the uh, dayton game which was had its own challenges you played well in that game you did well on the boards against dayton the tough team uh, and did enough defensively maybe to kind of hold them down, but that they do they wear on you a little bit, as you saw. And those two games back-to-back uh, had some interesting results, I guess. Yeah, and, and I think even when you look at the game before the the Dayton game, you know, going up to, to Rhode Island, playing as well as we did, you're leading for 39 minutes and 50 seconds, and all of a sudden you defend a play perfectly, and they bank in a three, and all of a sudden that, that can kind of linger a little bit. And I, I was really proud of our players for not for kind of learning the lesson early in the season, not taking that disappointment and carrying it over. I thought we did play very well, um, you know, and, and all those are positives to the point that you know that if you would have played like this and some of those others, you probably aren't on this streak right now. And, um, you know, we're getting better, and, and I think we, as much as we don't want to use this as an excuse because at some point here your record is, is your record, you know, we kind of had to take a step back. We, we've been very, very demanding of our players. We haven't used any excuses. We haven't talked about what the expectations were or what we did last year. It was, you know, we, we had some high standards for them. And uh, right before that Dayton game, we had to take a step back, you know, and say, hey, look, we're, we're expecting all these things. Look at last year's statistics. Look at what we're doing now. We're averaging, you know, about a dozen points more than we were last year a game. That, that That's a hard number to get past. And, you know, even the shooting percentages, you know, we're, we're kind of in the – we're like the bottom – 10 is shooting last uh, last year and free throw percentage, three-point uh, shooting percentage, field goal overall. All of those things are like in the top third, top half right now. And, and so I think that's what we kind of had to talk with our players about. If we are making strides, good things are happening. we got to stick with it. Yeah, we got to fix a few things. But if we do that, then, then there's some wins out there for us. And, um, you know, I, I think getting some, some standards has been good for them, but that, that's been a new thing as, as well. And, and hopefully kind of breaking the slide a little bit along the way. How much has, uh, I guess, for lack of, I don't want to say improvement, but Claire Holt's contribution of late 23 points against Rhode Island, you know, that's a a career high for her. Uh, She tied the game at the end, has really been producing well. So how much has her contribution and her growth helped contribute to some of the things you've been doing lately? Yeah, and and I think she's been rewarded, but I think as a staff, uh, I think it's been very, very rewarding for us to see how much she's input, how, how much work she's put into this. And when you see your hardest worker gaining the most and getting the most from that, you put her in there and Kate, who, you know, at least with Alex and with Jay, they've kind of been there before. These two, it's a little bit new for them, um, but they're out there all the time. They're in the gym with our staff improving. And, you know, I think even if you look at Claire physically right now, she looks different than what she did six months ago. She's put a lot into it, and I think her being rewarded, you mentioned the new, uh, the Rhode Island game. And a few others, you know, I think her defense is getting better. And I think that goes back into the umbrella of a lot of good things are happening. And hopefully that can kind of lead to some wins for these guys, too. And she kind of came in, I think, uh, she came in with a reputation of being a little bit of a gym rat, at least out of high school. We like those. (laughs) And she has continued that 
I think hopefully as well into this year it sounds like. Yeah, and we have a few others. And I think, you know, we talk about standards, you talk about culture, and, you know, I, I think we're starting to, like I said earlier, when, when some of that hard work was leading to wins, it, it was easy to get yourself in the gym. Now all of a sudden things aren't going your way. You know, you still got to, you know, still got to keep cracking at that. And I think Claire's been tremendous in the sense that, that she's been out here even more than, than she probably was early in the season. And, you know, you have enough people following that. And and that's when this culture changes. That's when good things start happening for you. And, um, you know, winning can be contagious. Just as much as losing can be, has been contagious for us over the last few weeks, winning will be contagious as well. I think one of the things you talked about after Rhode Island, and you mentioned it some here already, you saw good signs, good progress, and so to be able to continue that throughout the practices when you are on a little bit of a run that's not real good is a challenge, but it looks like that these uh, ladies have stepped up and met that challenge. It's yeah. just come to work every day. Yeah, and, and maybe sometimes they're doing better than I am. You know, this, this has been new for me. I, I'm not going to lie about that. And I think you talk with my staff and, and talk with my family. This is yeah, – good things are happening. But, yeah, you know, you have to kind of keep it up as a coach and, and as a staff and make sure you're still doing all the right things and not getting caught up in the losing and everything else there too. And, um, you know, I – I always say this to, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be at a, a couple of the rebuilds and, and been successful. So every time somebody gets that new job, they're always coming to you and saying, hey, you know, what was the secret? What was this? And it, and it wasn't really wasn't really a secret to it. But I always said during that first season, number one, do not focus on the wins and losses. That sounds great when you're saying it to somebody else. But now when you're in it, it's really hard to, to not focus on those things. But again, I, I think we kind of see long long term. You know, we need to make sure we're having this, the the right expectations. You know, even some things we're doing offensively right now. If, if I were being honest with, with our players and, and honest with you guys, if we were starting and just focusing on this season, we probably would be running some different things. This is not the easiest offense to pick up on. There's a lot of nuance to it. These are things I think that are really going to help us down the road. I think our kids are progressing with it and getting better, um, but but that those are all things that you have to trust the the process a little bit that you're going to be rewarded hopefully yet this year. Uh, but I know that, that we are in a good spot moving forward. And that brings up a good question, I think too. When you get into uh, a, a rebuild, if you will, or a restart in a new place, you're trying to put your system in. How much of a process is it? How difficult is it to put it in when maybe you don't have? All the ingredients, if you will, that you would want to have, as uh, some coaches have said in the past, you're going to do the shopping, you're going to get the ingredients, yeah. but how tough of a process is it when you're trying to put your system in, uh, maybe in your first or second year of, of a yeah, location? And I think probably the hardest part of that, to be honest with you, isn't so much that, that I don't think we have the right personnel. I think it's just you don't have some of those older kids that know it a little bit better that are helping progress those younger kids along. You know, we can all think to, as a staff, it's been it's been very comforting to me because when I'm referencing other things in, in prior years, they know what I'm talking about. And you know, it, this this is basically having like 15 freshmen that are learning things and have to kind of go back to them and be like, hey, remember these two kids? They really struggled as freshmen picking up on this too. So we're we're annoyed or we're frustrated because a junior and senior may not be picking up on this. This is their first their first chance at that and 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 i give a, a huge credit to our players because this is you know nobody wants new nobody wants something new and having to relearn everything and, and they've been fantastic with this um and like i said I, I it it is showing some progress right now but i think even more so down the road i, I think the right foundation with the right bricks is, is really happening right now you and i talked about this the other day with uh after the game against Dayton, Elena Chapman came in, gave you some really solid minutes and good production. So, and she's had a, a number of games like that for a freshman 
really developing a lot of things to improve on, but how has she come along, and, and what's been the important things you've seen out of her so far? You know, I, I think probably the first and foremost, most important, is she's, she's accepted coaching, you know, and, and not that the others haven't, but I think sometimes when you're coming in, a very highly acclimated freshman, you chose this place under different circumstances than, than what it is right now, um, and, and we haven't really gone into it saying, oh, you, you know, you're just a freshman, so you're going to figure this out down the road. I mean, we, we've had those same expectations for her as we would you know, we we had at Bucknell last year. We had, we had three, and you could even argue four four year starters. You know, I, I don't think we've come to the, these guys right now and been like, oh, oh, you, you get this grain of salt right now because you know we, we don't have those same expectations and those same standards. We, we've coached these guys hard. We've had really high expectations, and that's I think why it was important last week to kind of allow them to step back and say, hey. We really, really have made some progress. I think sometimes as players, they need to hear that from the coach. You know, maybe we need to compliment them more and whatnot. But um, I, I do think that we've held them to a high standard, and I think Elaine has really, really latched on to that. And, of course, Jade, one of your returning players, Jade Hines-Clark, uh, it's still 10.9 points a game, 5.2 rebounds, uh, has done everything you've asked of her, and even stepped out and shooting the three a little bit more than she has in the past, which is part of the offense for yeah. you. But What's been her development for this season, and how's that been like? You know, I think it was key for us to have her mindset be in the right spot when we first came in here in April. You know, I think she was really, started off just being a really fantastic leader and kind of allowed everybody else to kind of fall in line with that. You know, she's one of our players that really, you know, she doesn't talk about it, but I'll give her a little bit of an excuse and, and give her credit. She's playing through some injuries right now that, you know, if, if other injuries, if we didn't have some other injuries, maybe we would shut her down, you know, for, for a few days and, and kind of allow her to get some rest and you know i think that just that toughness that that some of the others you know hey we all know that at this time of year nobody's 100 percent anymore you know everybody's going to be battling through something and you know she hasn't taken a practice off um and really has kind of fought through all the nagging injuries that she's had three and two at home you got lasalle at 11 on uh, kids day 11 o'clock and then davidson on sunday so a chance to maybe pick up a couple of wins yeah yeah you hope so, but but again, I think I, I've said this. You know, we we had some really really successful teams at, at the other places I've been, and I think one of those keys to those successes was was to not focus on hey, we got to go out and we got to win this one, we got to win that one. I think that's something we're really trying to train our players right now of stop talking about during a game we got to do this to win and we got to do that. Just just let's let's play each possession. That's not because of of the slide we're on. That's how we've always approached this and how we've always handled that. And you know, I, I think Thursday will be a lot of fun. You know, I, you have your headset on, so maybe it'll kind of buffer out all the, the 2,000 kids that are screaming <laughs> yeah. at us and everything. But really, really a cool thing. You know, I think I, we're really looking forward to it. I think my uh, my nine-year-old still uh, brokering his ability to get out of class or get out of, get out of school on, on Thursday. I'm not sure how mom feels about this right now, but um, he usually wins on all of these, and I'm, I'm sure he'll probably see him there on Thursday. All right. Good luck, Aaron. Thanks. Uh, we appreciate you coming out and joining us tonight. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. We'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's uh, Aaron Russell, Spider women's basketball coach. We'll be back. Bob and Chris will close things out when we return to Glory Days in a moment right here with Spider Talk on 99.5 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill on the West End at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the South Side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a $5.99 burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for $5.99. And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at $9.99. Glen Eagles is also featuring the men's basketball spider sports line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests. Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. 
for all things spiders. Whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's RichmondSpiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's RichmondSpiders.com. Hey, Spider fans, the fierce competition of the A-10 heats up when your Spiders battle the George Washington Colonials. Saturday, February 1st, tip-off is at 6 p.m. Don't miss the fun at our annual Virginia 529 Diaper Derby Halftime Race. It's a Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club game, and you can join today for just $5. It's Grandparents' Day, and members can bring a grandparent for free. For tickets, call 1-877-SPIDER-1 or visit richmondspiders.com. Covering our local teams with a local passion. We're dedicated to the most sports talk for true RVA sports fans. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Black back with Coach Mooney for our final segment of Spider Talk for Monday night. Again, we're here each and every Monday night through the rest of the college basketball season. So come on by and, and visit and be a part of the show with us. Chris, some emails to wrap things up, two or three of them, in fact. So let's get to these in our last five minutes. Uh, Coach, what's up with Connor Crabtree, who is our transfer from, from Tulane? Uh, email says, I know he's sitting out this year due to the transfer rules, but he appeared to be on crutches at a recent game. Yeah, so Connor had uh, surgery um, in August, and so uh, on his hip. And when he uh, over the Christmas break, they went back in to clean up some scar tissue that had developed. So he is in fact on on crutches here for the next week or so. Uh, but he's doing well. Uh, he's rehabbing well. Obviously, anxious to get back out on the court. Uh, but we knew this was this was the time frame. Uh, we didn't we didn't know this setback might happen. Obviously, but. We knew this was the time frame and that he would be he would have this season mostly to have the surgery, get himself healed, and then toward the end of this season we can start to get him back into basketball shape and, and playing since we don't you know, we won't be able to use him for the for the entire season. But really great addition. He's a very, very good player, uh, about six six, long, athletic, uh, pretty good at everything, great defender, uh, has a chance to be a really good player for us. How much of a setback is that not to be able to be on the court? Uh, for him, or is that something that hopefully he can make up in the summertime when he's healthy? Yeah, I think I think that's the that's been the plan. Is that we knew he would have to have this, and um, you know we knew it would take some time. We, we were hoping that he would start back around around this time when school started again. Uh, but with the setback, it has pushed it back another four to six weeks, and uh, <laughs> and so he'll have to. Uh, he just has to get himself healthy and and. and so we can progress. He was start. He was start back to start being able to shoot on the court and things like that. So, this has happened, and now we'll 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 get him back. And I think he'll have plenty of time to get himself ready for next season. All right, very good. All right, more talk on the defense. And we talked about this earlier that there have been some games where the defense started out slowly and then got significantly better. Uh, do you have any explanation or reason why that's happening? Uh, I don't know necessarily. Um, you know, you know some. Uh, you know, each game takes on a life of its own, and the Mason game probably felt the worst at the beginning just in terms of the baskets they were getting. You know, they were kind of more f- pretty free drives to the basket, and uh, now they have talented guys who are really good in those situations. But 
I, I don't necessarily know why it you know would start off well one game and not the other obviously you know they're really long games and uh, you know there's a you know we, we probably won't shut anybody out all year <laughs> but uh but I, th- I think we could be, be a little bit better uh at, at the beginning and on the road you know it's it's surprising because i think we were down 21 to 11 or 20 to 10 something like that and, um you know we were able to see our way out of that fairly you know fairly quickly in, in regards to a road game uh but you'd prefer not to put yourself in that position and have a better start and because you 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 count less on your ability to score in those games, so you want to make sure that the other team doesn't have quite as many. But uh, hopefully that was something that uh, that won't happen too often, and, and hopefully we can address it if we see, see a pattern. Second question, same uh, emailer, same fan. What When teams are playing man against us, they seem to like to switch to a zone when we're beating them in their man-to-man defense. What things do you do to help the team maintain fluidity against the zone as they did against the man-to-man? Yeah. That's a great question, and that that's probably a, a little bit of a uh, a secret uh, solution, or you know, not a, not a most obvious solution. I mean, that's why teams do they they, especially a team like us, who's um, you know very fluid and and moves the ball from one side of the court to the other, to go zone to break up how uh, how fluid we are, our ball movement. Um, you know, and I think our numbers are actually excellent excellent against zones this year. Mm-hmm. However, they're they're you know. They're, the reason they're doing it is to stop that. So I think what we try to do is um, not have anything be too complicated. So, uh, you know, not have our a switch to a zone offense be a big call by me or holding up a sign and <laughs> lots of uh, movement around. Try to have it mirror as much as we can our man-to-man offense, even though there, there, there's a lot of difference in how you're going to cut. You know, you're going to more flash to the ball than cut to the basket. Um, so try to try not to have it be too complicated but um you know when when Mason did it in the game uh Saturday you know when they we when they first did it we handled it really well I think Nick hit two threes mm-hmm. and then the beginning of the second half we really got them out of it and then they went back and we had two consecutive turnovers so you know that's part of the back and forth of the game and and um you know it's 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 pretty difficult because because of how how different you attack man-to-man and zone. Um, so we try to – I would say we just try to keep it as – you know, not complicated, try to keep it as similar to our man-to-man attack as possible with the understanding that you're going to make slightly different reads while you're while you're out there. Good question. Great answer. Uh, final one. I'm going to go over a couple minutes here. I was given permission to do that by Mitchell Bradley, nice. so he'll get paid overtime. <laughs> we won't. But nonetheless, I'm going to go over real quick because this one comes from a Spider fan, 